This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 117. So Madeline, coming from a public relations background, I'm always looking for what we call third-party credibility. Well, it's always better to have someone else say something great about you than to say it yourself. I totally agree. So let's jump into the seven strategies that I know that our audience can start using to right away to feature their community and grow their influence. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. So we found that the best way to get praise from others is to praise them first. Plus, it builds a strong community. Isn't that right, Cammie? Yes. And it's this concept of the triple win. You win, your customers win, and your community as a whole wins. So we're going to break down these seven examples of how you can adopt this in your own business, starting with number one, which is case studies. And I know everybody's heard of a case study, but here's kind of our breakdown on it. You can share case studies about wins from your community that you help them to achieve. So the win for you is that you get to show your expertise by how you helped your customer or community member. And then the win for your customer is that they get to show their expertise and maybe even gain clients of their own. And finally, the win for your whole community. They get to learn how someone else got the results that they want. So it's sort of like, you know, you get your win, your customer gets their win, and then everybody watching learns something and they get their win. So I love Amy Porterfield, and I know you and I both are huge fans of her. And she has a podcast and has done a lot of amazing things. But she recently featured a financial literacy kind of person, expert, and her name is Jamie Troll. And so she's very new. She just launched her very first Balanced CFO uh, online course about how to put your financial stuff in order for your community. And Amy Porterfield had her on her huge podcast. I'm going to tell you, most people would love to be on Amy's podcast. I mean, wouldn't you love to be on Amy's podcast? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And this is like early in Jamie Troll's career, right? As far as like online personality and everything. But I have been kind of a part of her online community and she's been building it and doing a great job, by the way. And so Amy saw that as well. And she saw a person in her community that had an interesting story getting success. So she brought her on the podcast to interview her before she launched DCA, which is her online course. And she was just showing her as an example of someone who's used DCA in order to build their course. And so you can do that as well. You can bring somebody on that's maybe kind of early stage and show people that they can do it too. You know, I think that's really the key. 
Because whenever you're a big influencer and you bring on other big influencers, it's easy to kind of discount the advice and think, oh, you know, that's them. They have that opportunity because, you know, they're great. So one of the real wins for your community is that you can show somebody like them or similar to them that is having great results through your coaching. And I think Amy did a great job of that. So I just wanted to use all of that as an example. And we will have, by the way, links to that episode and also all of Jamie Troll's stuff as well. If you're a if you're a female that has a as a business, she's a great resource for how do you set up your forecasting for your finances and pay your taxes and all that crazy stuff that's going on right now because we're about at the end of the year. So anyway, that was one that I wanted to put in there. Yeah, I'm such a huge fan of case studies. And you know, I have an online training course I put out years ago is still available called the Twitter Chat Playbook and Checklist. And I did the same thing. I put in some case studies of other people that were putting on great... People know me for Twitter chats, but I wanted them to see also case studies of others. And our good friend, Christy Galantine Calloway, was uh, the host of a Twitter chat about Snapchat. So it was called Chat Snap. You know, you take Snapchat and say it backwards chat snap. And that was a highly popular, it's not around anymore, but it was highly popular. But I used her as a case study to show off, especially in presentations. I don't know if you remember this, when you and I oh, were I both keynotes at Houston Social Media Day, I used her in my presentation as well. I love using case studies when I'm presenting because it is a great way to showcase other people. So super smart. I'm so glad that you mentioned that one. Yeah, it's awesome. So what about number two? Number two, we're going to talk about hot seats. I love hot seats. I think they're so cool. So that's when you feature one of your community members and help them with a current problem they're facing. So the win for you on this is that you get to coach multiple people at once using a single person and their problem. The win for your customer is that they get one-on-one coaching for a fraction of what it would cost. And many times I've seen this done for free and they get one pain point solved. Now, the win for your whole community is that they see your coaching style firsthand and they learn from a peer. So I have a couple examples to share. Now, back when I was in the music business many years ago, I had one time attended a live event where this really incredible vocal coach did this amazing thing where he like brought up one of the attendees on stage to do a real-time hot seat session with her and had her sing because his thing was all about vocal stylings and your presentation on stage. And he had her sing and, and show off her stage presence. And then he would stop, literally stop her every minute or so and do these critiques. And they were really, really helpful critiques and talk about how she could improve what she was doing. And being in the audience for this, Cami, was so incredible. I felt like I was a fly on the wall and uh, not only learning, like, you know, I wasn't a singer, so that part wasn't helping me, but it was just really cool watching a coach. And I've always been a business coach, but watching a coach do their thing like that in real time Super, super cool. And seeing like a star being born like yes, right there, you know, totally. kind of thing. It was really yeah. neat. I mean, everybody in the well, audience singer, thought it was cool. So, you know, I'm, I'm big on this. So, yeah. Yeah. It was just neat to be witness to that. Another example is live webinars. So, you know, I'm a big fan of Lewis Howes and he puts on this really big live webinar every month for his inner circle. I'm a, a member of his inner circle. It's basically like a private membership for people that want to learn how to you know, be an entrepreneur in business and learn from him. And he brings on guests all the time, but he calls this the inner circle sessions. And what he'll do is he'll invite attendees to come on and ask a question so he can answer it. 
And it's a really great way to coach people with a live audience. I'm a big fan of that. I've done that in the past. Love doing it. So uh, really interesting watching Lewis Howes do it as well. But you also have a great example to share. Yeah. So I am in Pete Vargas's Reach Accelerators group. And that is really a group for people that are looking to take speaking to the next level and to start to use it in their business a little bit more. And so I've been a part of this group for about a year now. And for that one, you apply if you want to, to get a hot seat and have live coaching on the call and other accelerators are watching. So there's a couple of things that happen here. Number one, you can get one-on-one time with Pete, which is really expensive if you if you really want to do that. I mean, even for small groups, I mean, it can be up to upwards of $30,000 to have these small coaching groups. But also the accelerators that are watching and listening, they learn something, but they also learn a little bit about you too. They learn about you and your business. And we all have different kinds of businesses. So I actually love actually watching these hot seats and learning about other accelerators and thinking, well, how do they fit into what I'm doing? Because we have very different businesses generally. So I love it. I mean, it's a really, really great way to learn about other people, to feel connected to other people, and also to get a problem of your own solved. So if you're feeling stuck, he wants you to apply to get in there. In fact, he was really encouraging just the other day saying, hey, guys, apply, apply. You know, this is for you. Come do this. So um, I think it's a little scary to be in a hot seat because you don't want to like show like you don't know something or you're, you have some weaknesses. But I think that it's very beneficial whenever you take that step and, and also a, and be a, in the hot seat. I think that's also really valuable. So whether you're giving you know, the coaching or whether you're receiving the coaching, I think it's really valuable. I agree. So number three is testimonials, which I know, Madeline, you talk about testimonials like all the time. And I've learned a ton from you around testimonials. And I collect them too. So you want to have your students share in their own words how your product or service help them to succeed in their life or business. So the win for you, of course, is that you get valuable feedback and it helps you to overcome objections, you know, with new with new customers. So that's really important. And if you're getting testimonials, sometimes it helps to coach the testimonial in what you ask as far as questions. And one of the best things I've ever heard is if you ask the people, what was your problem before you started working with this? And that now where are you at after? So that people talk about the transformation and that helps a lot too. So that's just in there. So that's the win for you. The win for your customer is that they're featured in your materials and their expertise is promoted. I mean, this is a big deal whenever you can promote those people because people do see those things and think, oh, I need that. I mean, it happens. And then finally, the win for the whole community is that they get to see ordinary people who are like them and have succeeded, making them feel like they can also succeed. It's so important for people to get over. It's the mindset thing, right? Understanding that you can get, you too can do this. So these testimonials are really meant to be aimed at the objections that people have. So you can show people that went through it, had the same problems as you and overcame these things anyway. Right. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of testimonials. You just can't be testimonials because people are giving you the valuable feedback. You're featuring them. It's a win-win all around. So that's why I'm always advocating it all the time. And, you know, I do my courses over at Thinkific. That's the platform where I host my courses. And one of the things I love about Thinkific is they have a feature on there where students can leave a review. And it's super simple and easy to do. But what I've learned from my experience, and hopefully this will help others, if you've got courses as well, while it's pretty easy to spot the little part that says leave a review, not everybody pays attention to it or takes the time. So sometimes you got to nudge them a little bit. So what I actually do with my courses, I'll incorporate 
into like the very, like whatever the ending page, like the conclusion page, like you did it, you went through the program. I make sure I have a screenshot that shows them where, you know, where to go to leave a review. And I ask them very kindly, like, hey, I would love it if you take a moment to leave a review. I'll promote it. And that has worked tremendously. So just a little side note on that is make sure that if you have the ability to have your students in your courses, leave a review, make it very easy for them to do. Now, what I do is I take that review and I use it in social media posts. That is an excellent way to promote whatever it is you're doing, right? Now, when I had beta courses, like when I first did my video like a rock star program back in 2018, when I first launched it, it was a beta program. And what I did is I encouraged my students to provide a testimonial. So that was basically an exchange for the reduced cost of the course. So they knew that going into this, I wanted a lot of feedback. I wanted a lot of private feedback to help myself, but also that I wanted a public testimonial and everybody was happy to do that. Because, you know, think about it. These testimonials are incredibly important when you're launching a new course. If you have something new, you want people to be saying great things about it. So when you're doing a beta version of it first, or if you're not able to do that or you don't have time, get some trusted friends and colleagues to go through your materials and give you a testimonial. But just something you should always do with anything you're doing in business is ask for testimonials. This needs to be ingrained in you, whether it's for a free program or a paid program, anything you provide. I, I mean, I have my my free Twitter secret sauce little mini class. I've had it out for the last few years. I get lots of reviews and lots, just lots of great testimonials, even though it's a free program, because anytime someone says great praise about you, you want to spread that out because that is a great way to build credibility to your community. Right. And we did a really in-depth episode on that. It was episode 48 how to ask for testimonials from your community. So definitely you want to listen to that if you want to get really deeper into the testimonial side of things. I also often bring my phone with me like all of us do in our pocket and you can just bring it out. So say you're in a live event or you see somebody and they say, oh, you're just amazing. You're awesome. I've started carrying in my purse, honestly, my little you mic, the YouTube mic that I have that I just plug into my phone. It's like a little lapel mic and I can just plug it in and like, put it in front of somebody's face and they give us a testimonial. I've used that for a lot of these things that I've done. And it's amazing what you can get because somebody gives you a testimony on the spot. You're saying, hey, can you, would you mind recording that? Today, actually, we were at Gift of Guidance for Social Media Breakfast. And I had no fewer than five or six people come up and give me verbal testimonials about the process. So I really think that you have all kinds of opportunities in live events too. So don't forget about that. Yeah. And you know, Kimmy, when I'm at an event and someone like just starts saying great things about whatever it is I'm doing and just start praising me, I will stop them and say, and pull out my phone and say, can I record this real quick? Can we have a video testimonial of this? Cause I would let, and I've done this at social media marketing world. One of my students, Jim Fuse, mm-hmm. first time we met in person, he came up to me and was saying all this stuff. I said, Oh my gosh, can I record you saying that? He's like, sure. And even at your Houston social media breakfast, I remember. A couple of years ago, I can't think of who it was, was saying all these great things. I said, do you mind if we record this so I can share it on social media? I've never had someone say no, ever, when it comes yeah, to Yeah, I mean, if they, came, if they came to you to tell you, they probably aren't going to say no. And I actually bought a, a software that I'm going to figure out how to use, but I'm going to just tell you because I'm always talking about these things. But I have one called Vidmonial, Vidmonial 2.0. So it's V-I-D-M-O-N-I-A-L 2.co, which is a company. 
And they actually allow you to do live video capture. So you can put up a web page where you ask people to go. So if you can do that not live, like where they can click on it, just like we have SpeakPipe for asking questions on the podcast audio, on our, yep. our audio, you can do the same thing with this Vidmonial. So that's really, cool. And actually, it's a, it's a cheap price to get in on it. So that's why I did it. But it was very cheap. And I think it starts at like $27 or something. But anyway, really, really cool kind of a concept in order to like capture all of this stuff. And we also do it on social media. I know that I save them into all kinds of things on Twitter. I'll save them into a story on Instagram. So anywhere that you have an opportunity to save them and capture them and use them again, I think it's really important. So yeah, can't say enough about this either. I can't wait to check it out. So next up, number four, social media ads. You can use testimonials and case studies in your paid ads to get third-party credibility. So the win for you is you can have real people who have used and liked your products promote it for you, but always be sure to get permission first. And, And let me just say, anytime someone tweets me or emails me and says something nice, anything nice about me, I will always ask them, can I use it? Can I get your permission? Even though somebody tweets it, for most of us, we kind of think, okay, that's public. We kind of have free reign to use it, which I think you can, you know, but I always feel like, hey, if somebody says something nice, let me just be absolutely sure they don't mind me sharing it because I want to share it all over the place. The win for your customer is they are featured in paid ads and can be recognized by people that wouldn't otherwise be able to reach you. And the win for your whole community, your community sees you on social media and feels like they made a good choice. That is really important. So what would be an example? You want to ask your client two questions. So the first question is, how did you feel or what problem did you have before you bought my course, my product, whatever it is that we're talking about? And number two, how do you feel or what problem were you able to solve after using my course, my product, or whatever it is? So those are things to think about. You might want to get them on Skype or a Zoom call and record their answers. But always be sure to get a photo release form so you can use it. And we're going to have a link in the show notes. I think, Cammie, you found a really good one that we can use. I did. It's from Rocket Lawyer and you can kind of connect it there. The thing is about ads specifically is that when you're doing an advertisement, it's a little different than like retweeting or sharing like that, right? So it's just a little bit different because people are now saying to other people, it's more than just a testimonial at this point. Now it is a recommendation right from them. So I would really recommend that you definitely get this photo release form signed so that you they can't come back and sue you, get mad at you, whatever, you know, that they are very clear about what you're using this for. Yeah. So these work really well on Facebook and Instagram with these ads, and you might want to record it in a square or vertical format. Yeah. And in fact, Agora Pulse just did a really cool study on that about how that is performing much better, the vertical ads, which the vertical video ads. So we will link up that particular study for you. But yes, I mean, it's really different, guys. Everything's changing all the time. So right now, as we record this at the end of 2019, early 2020, these vertical ads are working really well. That's good to know. All right. So the next thing that we want to talk about is number five, which is promo on your website and social media. So just like the ads, you can also feature your community and customers in your social media in a more organic way. And the win for you is, of course, that you can get the real voice of your customer and your materials. It's very important that people hear real people talking about what you do. 
Number two, which is the win for your customers, they get recognition from you and your fans. We've talked about this before. And finally, win for your whole community. They can follow their peers and they are reassured that you see and hear your customers. This is so important because you are now showing that you are listening to what your customers are saying and reflecting it back to them. And if you do it correctly and you have your niche and all of the other things in place. So you have to have your fundamentals, you know, like they have to kind of see the people that are talking and feel like that they connect with them because they're similar, you know, they're similar. And so that's really, really cool if you're doing that in social media. And of course, everybody loves to be tagged in social media and recognized. It's it's that's kind right. of a thing, right? We always are looking for our notifications. I know I do. So I don't know about you, Madeline. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I think, you know, doing these promotions on your website and through your social media is such a big win. It just, it looks good. It really shows that you care about your community when you're showcasing people on your website and throughout your social media. Yeah. And it's not all about you, which is awesome. Yeah. It makes it really great. So number six, you want to share that one with us? Number six, live events. And we're talking about like live events from the stage. So you can feature the successes of your community at a live event. The win for you is when you bring up one of your clients on stage, if they're there or not, it helps people to know that you are the real deal and can help them too. And that's important. The win for your customer is they get known by a much wider group of people who might also buy from them in the future. And that can be huge. The win for the whole community is as your community grows, current members feel affirmed that they are part of something bigger than themselves. And that's one of the things I love about building a community is when it becomes this thing where it becomes bigger than themselves, bigger than all of us. And and that's an amazing feeling. Now, you have some good examples about this, Cammie. Yeah. So Todd Herman, who he runs something called the 90 Day Year, he has a annual event where he brings different speakers in. But one of the things he does is he sets up like six bar stools and he brings up like six students that are in like his mastermind kind of group that have had huge results for that year. You know, like they came in with all these different issues and now they have these huge results and he sits them in these on these bar stools and he starts asking them questions about like what they've done and how they've done it. And there's this conversation. It's really conversational, really cool. I loved that. I, it really had a huge impression on me because that really helped me to understand kind of what that high ticket group would offer if I were to be in it. So it it sold that offer without him having to sell it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and not only that, but you got this feeling of a little a little bit of feeling of FOMO, I guess, as an audience member watching, like, wow, I'd like to be somebody that was featured like that, and so on. So I really loved it. Plus, you learned a lot from them because. They would talk about what their challenges were and how they overcame them. So you did learn a lot, even if you didn't choose to take that high ticket item. You felt better about Todd because he's, you know, showcasing his students. You felt better about the program. You felt like really connected to the people and their businesses. So that triple win was really clearly in play with that particular one. I've also seen it, you know, in slides where people talk about their customers and give examples through a slide. And And that works too, but this was really powerful to see the actual people themselves. That's very cool. I love that. Those are great. And also your social media breakfast. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I guess I should have been talking about that too. But so social media breakfast, I see it as an opportunity to showcase people in the community here in Houston that are doing amazing things with social media. So I want to know like what they did like in the nitty gritty, you know, like what were the steps they took or how did they do this or that? 
And I'm not really selling anything at Social Media Breakfast, so it's a little bit different, but it is similar. I don't just put somebody on the stage at Social Media Breakfast because they're a loyal member of the community. They need to have done something notable. They need to have a really amazing story to tell. And they need to have actionable steps that people can take away from that and use. And so I love because I do sort of an interview format. So almost every month, this is what I'm doing, right? Showcasing somebody from the community and talking through um, how they did it. And I think why it's so powerful is because you don't have to be an amazing speaker to be up there. You know, you don't. You can be, you just have to be somebody who's done something that's really notable and interesting. And then we can talk through all of the steps, you know? So I love that. So I don't have to have like the best speakers. We just have to have the best stories. We have to have the best case studies, I guess, is what we're putting out there that can be then relatable to a wide variety of people that are social media experts and also people who do this day-to-day in their jobs. So in order to keep those people interested in what we're doing, we have to do something at that meeting that is A, interesting, that's B, not beginner. You know what I mean? It's got to be something that... And C, that they walk away with one or two things at max that they can do immediately. So that's the key. Yeah. I love that. Well, you do an amazing job, just so you know. Giving you a pat on the back. Oh, you're sweetie. And then we got one more, number seven. Number seven is the volunteer team. I almost feel like you should talk about this because you're so great (laughs) with the volunteer teams. But, you know, think about enlisting the help of a volunteer team in your community. Then make sure to call them out from time to time and give them recognition. We've talked about this strategy in depth in episode 97 for sure. And also when we interviewed our own volunteer community coordinator for the Communities That Convert podcast Facebook group, Kyle Hetrick in episode 96. So the win for you, of course, is that you get help that you need to run events or get things done in your community. It is a lot of work to run an online community, either paid or unpaid. Um, Certainly, it's easier if you have a paid group because then you have some resources to hire somebody to help you. But if you don't, then you you kind of need your volunteers. So number two is a win for your customer. They get to be seen as an authority in your community. And that's really, really important for them. And then a win for your whole community is that they have more support and help when they need it. Because, you know, you know, Madeline and I are two people and we're very busy people and we're not always like, you know, on the watching at all times. So Kyle jumps in a lot and helps out with our community. And I know you do this also for Twitter Smarter. So you can talk about that. Yeah, my my Twitter Smarter Twitter chat, which I've been running since 2015, been running it for quite some time now, four and a half years coming up on five. From day one, I've had a volunteer greeter group. And this goes back to what I learned back when I ran a Twitter chat for my music community, which was called GG Chat. That, gosh, I started that many, many, guys, we're probably going on nine or 10 years ago. I started that chat. Yeah, I was in diapers pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I started that chat, Kimmy, you know, when you start a chat, you're, it's always going to start slow and build up. And sometimes it builds fast, sometimes slow. When I started this musician's Twitter chat, my goal from day one was I want to be sure to greet everybody when they show up. That's my goal. I want to make sure everybody feels comfortable and happy and know they're in a nice, safe environment. It's going to be a great place to chat. And as the chat grew, which it did very quickly, I couldn't do it all. So I knew I had to have volunteers enlisted to come help me. And that was something that really carried over when I started the Twitter Smarter Chat back in 2015. When I started that chat from day one, I selected some volunteer greeters to help me. And it has been such an amazing experience, Kimmy, because like when we're talking about the win for you, for your customer, for your community, is that 
For me, it just gives me invaluable help. I know I can't do it all. I try to do it all, but I also know my limitations. So it allows me to, to get help. But really, more importantly, the win for the team members that are doing this is I'm letting others you know, help carry the torch and get recognition. And I always want that. I want others to feel like they're important and they do feel important and they love it. And some of my greeters have been with me for many years now. And that win for the community, like you had mentioned, they know that they have more support. And I love watching the Twitter chat each week and seeing people talking to my greeters and being like, thank you for all your help. And thank you for answering my questions. Because many times, Somebody will ask a question that's, that's directed towards me, but one of my greeters, one of my volunteer greeters will answer it before me and it just puts a smile on my face because let them have that glory. Let them feel good about it. And the community feels like they're really taken care of and they're really listened to. So huge win. I think, you know, this one really hits home with me very much because having a volunteer team is so important. When I ran my music community, Go Girls Music for 20 plus years, it was a 100% volunteer run the entire time. And volunteers can really serve you well and just make you look good, but and make themselves look good and make the community shine really brightly. I totally agree with that. I mean, I just think it's so great because honestly, I feel like if it's only you as like some, you know, figurehead leader and there's nobody else that's part of that, then it becomes more like about you and who you are which I don't think actually serves the growth of the community because people are there for their own reasons. You know, they have things right. that they want to accomplish. They have goals, they have so on. And they, they may like you and even, you know, admire you. But in the end of the day, it's really not about you. So having like a group of people that are a part of it makes it feel more like a community. That's so important, I think, to community growth. And of course, this is the Communities That Convert podcast. So we are clearly biased about, you know, the community side of things. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately because kind of one of the things that's been sticking in my head lately, and you'll hear it here first, is go small to go big. So have that. that smaller group that's close and, and that can really kind of bring forth the, the environment that's necessary to make the bigger group succeed. I love that. Yeah. That is so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I really do feel like this is where I'm at going next with what I'm doing with my marketing. So maybe we'll do an episode on that coming up. But I've got a lot around this go to small to go big, some ideas around that. So there you go, little tease. <laughs> nice. I love it. So our call to action for this episode is we want you to pick one way that you will start to feature the stories of people in your community. Just do it. Then come tell us about how it went over in our community. You can join us in the Facebook group, communitiesatconvert.com slash group, or use our hashtag Podcast over on LinkedIn or Twitter, wherever it yes. is you like to post, use the hashtag because we are monitoring it. Absolutely. And come on in. And next week, we're going to be talking about how to create a welcoming environment in your community. So we're going to kind of go deep a little bit on that whole idea. And we look forward to having you there then. And definitely, we love having you listening to our podcast. And we really appreciate that you do. So definitely leave us a review on iTunes if you have a minute, if you love this podcast. We've been getting a lot of really great comments on Twitter and, and Instagram and other places. And so we would love to get a little bit from you on iTunes if you have a minute or any other place that you want to review a podcast. If you do, we'll definitely share it here on the program. That'd be great. I would love to read them. Maybe we'll even read a few on the air here in the podcast. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Okay, cool. Anyway, so we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, this is Madeline, and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from the Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.